This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome in, MLB.com Extras, the New York Mets edition. I'm Dave Raymond with Anthony DiComo. And uh, Anthony, look, the Mets, it, what a wonderful year it was. Sure. Uh, pitching, etc. the postseason, and yet now we're working on next year. Let's start, though, with here at the winter meetings, getting ready for next year. And Sandy Alderson not here. What is, what is the latest with his status? Yeah, he's been diagnosed with cancer. It's obviously a sad situation for everyone involved. He's undergoing chemotherapy, but... Uh, it is a treatable condition, so that's good, and uh, he's not here at the winter meetings, but his whole staff is here. He's in communication with these guys. He's been in communication with these guys. Uh, last week, even, Ben Zobris came to City Field, and you know, he was well enough to take Ben around and participate in all of that and uh, just go through the day. Um, so they're trying to operate as normally as possible. Obviously not the best situation in the world, but the Mets are making do and dealing with it, and everyone is wishing and hoping for a, a, a quick and full recovery for Sandy. So the Mets in an interesting position, too, in, in a lot of ways. You mentioned Zobrist. Uh, no secret. Uh, Mets are very interested. So is everybody else. Uh, where, where is the Zobrist situation for the Mets? Yeah, you, you pretty much described it. I, I mean, they love this guy because of his versatility. Uh, they love the fact that they can play him at second base uh, most days. But, you know, if David Wright can't play every day at third base, they could plug Ben Zobrist right in there. They can put him in left field. They can put him in right field. They can put him all these different places. And that's what makes him attractive and appealing to the Mets. Now, the problem is what you just mentioned is that same versatility makes him attractive and appealing to so many other teams. Uh, it sounds like he's got his list narrowed down. Now, Ben Zobris is actually from Nashville, lives in Nashville in, his, in the offseason, uh, is expected to stop by here at some point. So I think we're going to see a decision this week. Um, I think the Mets have as good a shot as anyone at this point. They, uh, you know, getting to the World Series, doing what they did, accomplishing what they accomplished, having the young pitching that they did, which makes the, this thing seem sustainable, I think makes New York a much more attractive place for free agents than it might have been two or three years ago when the Mets were going through these losing seasons. So uh, they certainly have a shot at Ben's overseas, their number one target. They have contingency plans. If it doesn't work out, they can go to plan B or plan C, but. You know, he's the guy they want, and uh, they are pushing hard for him. What about payroll flexibility? What, what are we looking at here? Do they have a lot of room to, to make a big financial play? Well, they've got some wiggle room. Um, and take that with a grain of salt, because last year they opened the year with around $103 million payroll. Uh, this year, before signing a single player, they're at $93 million. And that's because huge arbitration raises the guys like Matt Harvey, Jerez Familia, Lucas Duda, all these guys who are the young core of the team are starting to get old enough now that they're making some money. So uh, they've got sort of $10 million here to play with before they get to where they were at last year. And obviously, they're looking uh, to go on top of that and get bigger and just make this thing bigger. But they're not going to go crazy. Um, so they're not going to up this thing to $150 million and just sort of build this financial juggernaut. That's not how this team 
and this front office and ownership operates these days. Um, so they're going to have to be creative in a lot of ways just because of where the payroll is at. Um, but they do feel they can do these things. And, and Zobris would eat up a big chunk of that. If they don't get him, they can go in several different directions. But I think they're also going to look at some trades. Uh, they're going to look at some of the cheaper free agents that are out there in terms of a uh, left-handed hitting center fielder. They want to upgrade their bullpen, uh, which they can do in any number of ways. So uh, there are sort of these, without going into the big super splash moves that we're seeing you know, coming down the chute for some of these teams already, uh, they feel there are ways they can you know, upgrade the team uh, not cheaply, but also not at the top end of the financial spectrum. Uh, deals on Herrera, a, a legitimate consideration to, to take over at second base? Or, yeah, or is absolutely. That no, absolutely. And if they don't get Zobris, I think they'll, they'll check back in on Daniel Murphy because they like his versatility too. Um, but he might you know, wind up being out of his price range for what he is, as opposed to Ben Zobris, where they like the player, they like the offensive skill set a little bit more. Um, so if, they, if the Mets whiff on Ben Zobris and, and Daniel Murphy winds up not being an option. I think Dilson Herrera, they're comfortable with him. Uh, they're excited about what he is offensively. Defensively, they feel like they can hold his own at second base. Um, and they have him. They have Wilmer Flores at shortstop. You've got Matt Reynolds in the system. And they just tendered a contract to Ruben Tejada. So amongst those four guys, the Mets feel like they have a middle infield core that, while it might not jump off the page on paper, they feel like they like it. And if it doesn't work out, they can sort of do what they did this year, which is wait until July see where you're at, see if it's working, and if it's not working, then you can add to it. They can save some payroll for another big splash trade like they did in the outfield this year with Ioannis Cespedes. Okay, I, I think you're the one who floated this idea, by the way, okay. so I, I'll preface this. Okay, with, I don't know with, what this is. With that little piece of information, but it is such a red-hot pitching market, right? I sure. Mean, my goodness, the numbers are off the charts. Yeah. Mets are loaded with great young pitching, and, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but did you float a potential, you know, Zach Wheeler, potential trade, maybe a, a way to, to maneuver a little bit for them? Do you think some of the young pitching, Matt Harvey, could potentially be on the table? Let me put it to you this way. Since, <laughs> since the season ended, and who knows, maybe even uh, going back further than that, any team that needs starting pitching has called the Mets. Everyone wants these guys. Everyone asks about these guys. Um, and sure, the Mets have listened. They've said, okay, yeah, let, let, let's talk about it. But nothing is serious. The Mets really don't want to trade any of these guys because it is their strength. It's how they've built, what they've built. And they feel that if they trade Matt Harvey or if they trade Zach Wheeler even, who's injured right now, but who they still expect to be a big piece for this rotation, if they trade these guys, all of a sudden your strength isn't so strong. And we've seen how quickly pitching can go. Even the Mets themselves. You know, you look at the rotation, and obviously the starting five is still dynamite right now. Uh, but the depth beyond that, number six, number seven, number eight, you know, these are guys that you're going to need over the course of the season, and it's not quite as strong as it once was for the Mets. So, so they've seen how quickly this stuff can go. They are very wary. I don't think you're going to see them trade some starting pitching. What I do think is going to be an interesting discussion is, you know, we see now the contracts that Zach Grinke's getting, that David Price is getting, how expensive these guys can be. Uh, and the Mets haven't done this yet either, but I think they're going to have to start looking in see if they can extend these guys' contracts long-term now, or well, maybe you can get a little bit of a discount. Uh, you know, Matt Harvey, his agent being Scott Boris, who he is, doesn't do those types of deals, but maybe with Jacob deGrom, you can explore something like that. Maybe with Noah Syndergaard, you can explore something so that when you get two, three, four years down the road, you're not starting from scratch with this rotation if they go elsewhere. Uh, you, you mentioned a name a, a little bit ago, and, and the market has been, I don't want to say cold, but it just hasn't, hasn't taken off yet for the, for the hitters. Yeah. Daniel Murphy... I mean, there was a point in the middle of that postseason where he was the next Carlos Beltran. Dave uh, Murphy. Right? Yeah, yes. 
And, and, uh, and then it didn't end well for him. Yeah. And it's been quiet. And I, and I just wonder what you think about his future, not necessarily even with the Mets, but just in general, is he going to get that big contract that so many people assume? I think he's, he's going to get paid. I, I think there's just such a scarcity of impact hitters. And, and not that Daniel Murphy is in that upper echelon, because he's not. But when you look at what he is and his consistency and his track record, he hits. And, and I know he's not the best, you know, the best glove second baseman out there, but he is a little versatile defensively, which helps him. And he flat out hits. Um, so this guy's going to get paid. I think he, like a lot of guys, are waiting for Ben Zobris to sign. Once that first domino falls, you're going to see a lot of teams who are in on Zobris going after Murphy, and uh, he could sign quickly after that. But, you know, you can look at these situations, these scenarios, where you look at a guy like Daniel Murphy and you say, well, he's 30 years old, he's not the best defender in the world, you know, maybe he's sort of overshooting what he is in terms of what he's asking for, dollars-wise, years-wise. But you look at what else is out there, and if you need a, middle, a, a second baseman or a third baseman who has a track record who can hit, I mean, he's not what he was in the playoffs and the NLDS and the NLCS just because no one is. But very consistent over the last three, four, five years, I think there is definitely a value in that. And I think at the end of the day, someone's going to take a risk on Daniel Murphy. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you to put your money where your mouth is here. Uh, which of these three outfielders will the Mets end up with in some sort of trade or otherwise here? Dexter Fowler, Denard Spann, or Otto Parr? I like Denard Spann for the Mets. Um, I think Dexter Fowler, the fact that he's, uh, he's a switch hitter, but he's much better against uh, right-handed pitching. The Mets are kind of, look, excuse me, he's much better against left-handed pitching. The Mets are looking for the opposite. They're looking for a left-handed hitter uh, who can pair with Juan Lagares out there. So Gerardo Parra fits that description. Denard Spann fits that description. I think Denard Spann is uh, a cut above in terms of his track record, what he's done, um, his on-base percentage. As we know, this front office values that. Um, and coming off an injury-plagued year, so while he's not going to be cheap, because like I just said, no hitter is cheap, no player is cheap really on this free agent market, um, you know, you might get a little bit of a discount on him just because of his age, his injury history, that sort of thing. So I think uh, I'd say about a 50-50 shot, we'll call it even money that the Mets wind up with Denard Span this winter. Interesting. All right. All right. That'll be a fun one to keep track of. Anthony DeComo. Yeah, I, listen, I, I'm writing it down. Uh, well, of course, it's forever immortalized now on film as well. Anthony DeComo, MLB.com Extras, New York Mets edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 